0: Uh, for us today, uh, from the book of uh, Ruth, chapter one.
1: Okay. Um, so when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where, um, where you die, I will die, and there I'll be buried. May the Lord deal with me, but it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thank you, Sean. Today, we are going to uh, be talking about kindness. Um, And the title is A Little Kindness Goes a Long Way. So before we start, we want to wish um, somebody a happy second birthday. We want to say happy birthday to Benjamin, who turned two last week. Uh, And Benji, we pray that you will continue to grow in the likeness of Jesus Christ and continue to follow all the days of your life. Happy birthday, Ben. So I'm going to ask Linda to come and lead us into a game. uh, And um, we ask the kids to pay attention.
1: Okay, great.
2: Can everyone turn on their video? Because we'll need some hand signals for this game. Great. I see some people turning on their video now. Adults, you are to participate (laughs) as well. And if you don't have children pretend you are a child or pretend that you are in that situation uh, or think about your childhood or think about even now because you have if you have a mother and father um, or you have parents that took care of you or you have family around you it applies to you as well so kind of think of it in your situation but the the questionnaire is aimed or the game is aimed towards children and families okay so Let's play along if you can turn on your video and I'm going to get you guys to choose. So it's kind of a multiple choice game. Some choices have four options. Some have five options. So for you to don't use the chat because I know the kids like to use the chat group, but you just point your finger or signal the finger as one for the answer that you pick. You pick number one or two or three or four or five in some scenarios. Okay, so you guys ready? Thumbs up if you guys are ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't make up this game. I'm just I'm just doing the game because Pastor Billy made the game. And I thought I'd break up the time a little bit, make it more interesting because it's intergenerational service today. So, okay. So I'm just going to, I got to minimize my screen, Take take you guys off my screen for a second. I'm going to go to the next screen. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Let's be dramatic here. Your screen time is over. That means you have no more iPad, no more TV. <laughs> oh, I see shocking faces. People are going, what? And you don't want to stop watching YouTube. This is a big problem, okay? Big problem, right? Big yes, problem. You can't big watch problem. TV or YouTube. And this makes you mad. What do you do? What do you do? Here are the choices, okay? Pay attention to the choices. First, if you want to choose number one, you complain to your mom or dad until they let you use the TV, or the device again. You tease your sister or brother to pass the time. Take a minute to feel bad, then move on to a new activity. Pull out a toy that you haven't played with in a while. So the first choice, complain. Or the second one, tease your brother and sister. Uh, third one is take a minute to feel bad, but then move on to the next. And the fourth is pull out a toy that you haven't played with in a while. Okay, let's see. Your answers. I want to see your answers. What are your answers there? Oh, wow. Look at the adults are joining in too. This is wonderful. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, good. Thank you for being honest for some of you that are choosing some, some of the ones that might be a little bit more negative. Okay, keep that in mind. Next one. Your mom is having a bad day. Okay, this is bad news. If mom is having a bad day, life is really bad. Okay, those of you who have a mom that's having a bad day. She is moody and you feel sad. I know Riley and Lauren can attest that when mommy is having a bad day, it's not a good day. What do you do? Here are the choices. Give, number one is give a hug and say, I love you. Number two, tell her she is horrible and mean. Number three, find a way to help without being asked. Number four, give her space for a while and play by yourself. And number five, yell and hit her. That that was a fifth choice. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's see the uh, honest answers here. Let's be honest here. I won't judge you. Okay. Only God judges. So I won't ju- Oh, wow. Calvin. Whoa. You almost <laughs> yell and hit her. Oh, I know your mom. Your mom will be very upset if you did that. Okay. Uh, Ah a lot of you are saying number 4 i see well, number three. and number 3 very good okay okay let's move on let's move on here okay your child insists okay this is applicable to parents or potential parents or just think about if you if you had a child your child insists on pouring the milk all by herself or himself then spills it everywhere we've had that happen before. What do you do? Number one, say, I told you so. Number two, tell her everyone makes mistakes. Number three, bring her a wet rag and show her how to clean up the mess. And number four, yell about the mess and angrily clean up. Okay, I want to see the parents answer first. And then I want to see the kids answers. Let's see here. Uh, Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks, Mark. You're very honest. Uh, Let's see. What are the parents saying? Yell and angrily clean up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a few there. Yell and angrily clean up. Um, Okay. Let's see the kids' answers. What would your parents really do? Would they say "I told you so"? Or would they say "Everyone makes mistakes"? Or bring a wet? Tell them? Or your parent would do, do number three. Get. A wet rag and show her how to clean up. Or number four, yell. Oh, okay. Some mixed reactions here. I know. You know, in our culture, if you spill anything, it's wasting. So that's why parents get angry. That's why they get angry. So please forgive your parents. And parents, we can do a little bit better. (laughs) Your sibling is playing with your favorite toy. Oh, this happens. He or she didn't ask, and it's special to you. You don't really want him or her to play with it right now. So what do you do? Number one, let your sibling play with it and ask them to take special care of it. Wow. Number two, snatch it and yell, mine! (laughs) Number three, complain to mom and dad. Number four, count to 10 before acting. Ask for help if you need it. So let's see. What are your answers? Uh, We got a few snatch, snatch and say mine or yell mine. Some are saying count to 10 before acting. Wow, that's really good. It's really hard to do that. Uh, Parents, what do your kids really do? Let's see. What do your parents really do? Our kids really do. Okay. Thank you for your honesty again. Oh, okay. This happens a lot at our house. We have something called clear the dishwasher days. Every day, is clear the dishwasher before mom comes home, or else mom gets not not very happy. Your dad says it's time to do the dishes or any chores. You ignore him. He asks again. You ignore him again. He raises his voice, and you feel hurt. What do you do? Here are the choices. Number one, keep ignoring him. Number two. Do the dishes and sweep the floor. Number three, yell, just a minute. Geez. Number four, listen and hear that dad is tired. Give him a hug and help. What do you do, kids? Let's see. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see here. Number, there's some threes and fours. There's a couple of twos. Wow, you you do the dishes and additionally sweep the floor. That's amazing if you do that. Uh, I hope there's no one out there that's going to keep ignoring. Yeah, that'll that'll make dad real mad. (laughs) Okay, Kelvin. (laughs) Okay, next one. Let's see. Is this the last one? I think this is the last one. You feel tired and frustrated. Oh, this happens a lot. Everyone seems to annoy you. You just don't feel like being nice. What do you do? Oh, gosh. What do you do? Number one, say, I need some space. And you go read, color, play alone, or do something by yourself. Number two, yell at everyone for making you mad. Number three, yell. Just yell. Plain out yell. Number four. Stomp around and blame everyone for your bad mood. And number five, think of ways to serve others. Let's see your answers. Oh, wow. Got one number five there, I see. There's a few. Uh, There's a few number twos. Yell at everyone for making you mad. Okay. Wow. Uh, Kelvin and Celine, I'm very proud of you. Verbalizing the marriage counseling really did work. Thank you very much there. Uh, Let's see. Good. Emmanuel's number one. Very, very good. Okay. Thank you for playing our game. I think that was it. Yep. That's it. Thanks for playing our game. And parents, I hope you paid attention to the answers that your children gave and kids. I hope you paid attention to the answers your parents gave. And hopefully you guys can give each other some good ideas to be kind to one another, which leads us to the big idea of our sermon today. And I'm going to hand the time back to Pastor Billy. Mm -hmm.
0: So kids and parents, thank you for participating. Um, Today, I want to spend a moment to talk to you you about kindness. This big idea that kindness is looking at the interests of others with love and compassion and selflessly taking action to ease their burdens. You know, kindness is is something that I believe um, we as believers are called to do. Uh, that God has given us this this virtue of kindness, and and it is to be kind not just to the people that we like, but also to be kind to the people that sometimes that that irritate us, that frustrate us. So we are to be kind to everyone, uh, and and this is something that I want to talk to you today through this story of Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. Now. Um, you might have heard of the story, or you might not. And if it's the first time that you hear the story today, that's great. Because the story of Ruth and Naomi, it is all about kindness. It is about the kindness of, of what Ruth uh, did for Naomi. Uh, but, but before I, I tell you the story, I want to give you a little bit of background. Because sometimes it's really hard to, to listen to a story we now, without knowing what happened uh, at the background. Now, the book of Ruth unfolds with a famine uh, in the land of Judah. That means there there, there was a shortage of food. Where A man from Bethlehem and his family um, left to live for a while, uh, and they moved to a place called Moab, about 50 miles away from the town. This man's name is Elimelech. His wife is Naomi, which is on the right hand of the screen. And Naomi has two sons. Their name were Melon and Kilon. And when they they left for Moabites, when they got there, they took two wives uh, for for the sons. One is Opa and one is Ruth. Now, a tragedy happened. Uh, The Bible didn't tell us a lot, but the Bible tells us that Naomi's husband, Elimelech, passed away after living there for 10 years. But even more tragedy was that Naomi's two sons, Melon and Kilon, also passed away. You know, it, it, it can be said that they left famine in Judah only to suffer a condition of poverty worse than the famine they left in Judah. Naomi was left without her sons and husband. So during this time, Naomi decided to go back, to go back to her hometown. Um, upon hearing that the famine is now over in Judah, Naomi decided to go back. She was well aware of the community assistance uh, that that was that god 's people um, is to help those who are widows, foreigners, and the poor So Naomi expressed her gratitude to her daughter in laws for their kindness and tearfully advised them to go back to the families. There were still young women who can still marry, but also in tears, they refused to go. They had sympathy for Naomi, and they were ready to go back with her. Naomi explained that she had no more sons to become their husbands. After much reasonable arguing from Naomi, Oba decided to go back to her family. So so here, here is the main point, right now, and this is the first point I want you to get it is the kindness of ruth that that this book uh to begin with now ruth is is such an amazing young woman uh, and ruth decided that that to follow her mother-in-law and because she was concerned for her well-being because she was getting old uh being a widow so ruth insisted to go with her and and let me show you. Uh, this is probably one of the most. This is probably one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible. Um. The Bible says, you know, ask us to be kind uh, to one another, even if you disagree uh, on things. Um, and and Naomi says to Ruth in, in the Bible, it says that don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. You know, Ruth said this powerful, powerful words to Naomi. She said, no matter where you go, I will be with you until the very end. Ruth asserted her kindness with a firm declaration of her faith in God. So so Ruth and Naomi arrive in in, in Bethlehem. And obviously, uh, Ruth, uh, being a foreigner, faced a lot of uncertainties. She will be an outcast in a land that is not her own. She will live in poverty and a bleak Future, The arrival in Bethlehem, um, as the barley harvest was just the beginning, and Ruth did not waste any time she asked permission for Naomi to go and, and glean among the harvesters. Gleaning is the work of gathering the leftover grain during the harvest. She worked for the whole day from the early morning to evening. She thresholded the barley, she had gathered it and, and accounted to about, you know, 13 kilograms. This would last them for about two, for a couple of weeks. Ruth continued to glean for grain in the field. But what does the future hold for her? They will need to wait for the next harvest to get some food to eat. Yet Ruth trusted in the providence of God. Indeed life is full of uncertainties that Ruth did not know what is going to happen and sometimes it's like us too you know even in in the in the midst of this pandemic we don't know what future holds for us we don't know what life is going to be like next year or the year after but our faith keeps us going and this is what we can learn from the faith of Ruth so the story then went on to tell us about this person named Boaz. Boaz, um, so first we, we see how kind Ruth was to declaring, you know, her, her, her promise to Naomi that she will never leave her, that she will go where she goes, that her God uh, will be her God. Um, so who is Boaz? Boaz happened to be the owner of the field where Ruth was gleaning, uh, and also happens to be a close relative of Elimelech. If you remember who Elimelech is, is Naomi's husband. The relationship made him a redeemer or a kinsman redeemer, the one who has the right to redeem Naomi and redeem Ruth to be his wife in accordance to the law in the Bible Uh, at that time in the law of the redemption found in the book of Deuteronomy. In chapter 2, we learn that Boaz, this man of character, a godly man. Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted his workers. The Lord be with you. And the harvesters answered back, the Lord bless you. Boaz learned from the harvester about Ruth. The overseer replied, she is a Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field. And don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Boaz talked to Ruth with kindness. And Ruth asked why Boaz was so kind to her. And Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came here with a people that you did not know before. May the Lord repay you what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. We can learn a few lessons from the past, from, from these verses. As believers, we enjoy protection from God, under whose wings we have come for refuge. Boaz stated that it is God who repay kindness to others. We should not respect reward as a result of our kindness from the praises of people. You know, sometimes we don't do things because we want reward. Instead, we should pray that our kindness, which is the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22, will bring glory and praise to God, the source of our kindness. You know, the fruit of the kindness is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Boaz, this redeemer, as we continue the story, Naomi learned from Ruth the kindness of Boaz to her to her, and and the Naomi testified that Boaz was a good man. The Lord bless him, Naomi says to Ruth. And and Naomi was was also kind. I mean, was kind in a way that she she wanted to provide a future for Ruth. Because Ruth was, was obviously a widow now. Um, and what better person was she than for Boaz? Um, and wasting no time. And I believe that in some way God provided a Boaz to be married to Ruth. Um, and then we came to a very interesting uh turning point here, uh, which I I want to show you a video of of the last uh, point that I'm about to make. Hi, church. Um, To further illustrate uh, the truth uh, about kindness, uh, one of the things that I want you to know is that sometimes just our acts of kindness can produce lifelong effects of those uh, acts that we have done. Uh, So this morning, uh, I want Lauren to help us to demonstrate how the acts of kindness of Ruth and Naomi uh, has impact uh, throughout the generation that follows uh, just by by being kind. Uh, So Lauren, uh, when we're ready, go ahead. Yay! Good job, Lauren. Thank you. Now, we sometimes do not know uh, what our kindness uh, leads to. But it's interesting in this story, the last point is that the, that the greatest kindness of all is that after Boaz and, and Ruth got married, Ruth bears a son that named him Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of David. What is the significance of David? How the kindness of Ruth allows her to leave a legacy where the line of Jesus came from. In the book of Genesis, God said to Abraham, Through your seed shall peoples on earth will be blessed. Fourteen generations after David was born. Another fourteen generations later, Jesus, the seed. Was born, Jesus is the son of David, as prophesied in the Scripture, as the Messiah, the Anointed. Jesus obeyed the will of God the Father by shedding His blood and dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. It is all because of the kindness of Ruth, who demonstrated this faith, this trust, this obedience. In closing, church, Jesus Christ, our true Redeemer, obey the will of Father concerning the redemption of man from sin. Boaz redeemed the property of Naomi with pieces of silver. Our Lord Jesus redeemed the sinner not with silver or gold, but with his own blood. So I want to encourage All of you, kids, adults, that as believers, you know, let us continue to extend kindness uh, to all those whom we encounter. I pray that your kindness uh, will be the light and hope in your family, in your communities. As Christians, let us keep on practicing the virtue of kindness. Let us in every opportunity express the fruit of our love and compassion to others who might be in need, and selflessly help them where we are capable. Of course, let us not, rem- not, let us not forget the greatest kindness that we can ever give to anyone is share the good news of the gospel, and teach that the greatest kindness of all is the wonderful grace of God to everyone by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us from our sins. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much.